0: Dale, do you want to say something?
1: I would love to say something, James. Mm -hmm. Nothing would give me more pleasure.
0: Fantastic. Hey everybody and welcome to the show. I'm joined today by Dale. Hi. And Nikki. Hello. And we're going to talk about the usual sorts of stuff and nonsense that we always do. Um, You might get a bit of extra background noise because it's quite a lovely day here in Sunny England, so we're actually sat outside of our normal place of work, and it kind of makes a change rather than being in one of the, the rooms that we normally do to record the show in. But uh, what we'll also do is just cover off the usual sort of stuff so, what's the news, what we've been watching, questions, that type of stuff, and then um, just make you aware that we've got a couple of other shows that should be going live on iTunes in the next few days. As well as there is the monthly subscriber prize draw that is currently being open for people to new and existing subscribers. What's going on in the news? So, Dale, Nikki, what have you seen in the news? What sort of things do you think are interesting in the in the world of uh, the United of the Kingdoms?
1: Well. I don't know, I keep, I keep wanting not to have to talk about politics when we get to the news and then But you've so
2: got to talk about <laughs> politics this week, Dale, you? you've just so got to talk stuff about it And
1: happens um, So between this week and last week we've managed to move from a situation where there was going to be a new Prime Minister in September to one where there's a new Prime Minister today Subsequently she sacked pretty much all of the Cabinet and rehired half of them and then hired a bunch of other people as well including some people who I consider to be mad Uh, including people like Dr Fox, not the one off of the top 40 hits parade, Um, but uh, uh, an extremely right-wing mentalist. Um, So, yeah, that's that's sort of what's happening in the news. In more light-hearted news, I've just seen a story about a uh, security robot in a shopping centre in Silicon Valley running over a child. Um, The child was bruised, but largely unharmed, and the security uh, Security robot has been taken off duty. I presume there's going to be a, a bit of an HR case against that uh, droid. Um, uh, how big soon. was the robot? Um, it's it's pretty sizeable by the look of this. So it's about five foot five tall.
0: So um, when it says it ran it it ran the child over, what does that actually mean? Did it just it, keep going? It
1: went it went over its uh, foot and leg after the kid fell over. So it wasn't sense. because it so was the child's on. fault for falling over, Absolutely, basically,
2: yeah. is what we're saying. See, I have a big problem with robots because ever since Metal Mickey <laughs> in the 1980s, to <laughs> say, I've been traumatised by robots, so the whole concept of robots doing things and thinking for themselves really scares me.
0: Metal Mickey Metal scared Mickey, you?
2: Metal Mickey terrified me. Metal Mickey and the Daleks, I should say. Ah, exterminate. They, yeah.
1: Yeah. At least you could always run up the stairs with the Daleks until recent times. Yeah, when they could fly. Yeah, that was, yeah, a, that was a bit of a bugger, wasn't it? Yeah, that's true. So for me, robots, yeah, big, yeah.
2: big scary area for me.
1: Okay, <laughs> so so the uh, night scope, which is the robot, is five foot, so not a tall man. No. Or, or lady, if the droid is uh, gendered.
2: Uh, that's an interesting question, though. Do robots have gender? Well, I'm, I'm, I guess no. it depends on what
0: to, what the robot's uh, primary primary program is.
2: <laughs> oh no! Again, it's a stereotyping. Now, so you're going to say, I think what you're going to say is, if the robot is sitting down watching football, or that's not much of no.
1: a robot, is it?
2: No, but maybe it's analysing football scores. Don't know. Saying that, then, then it must be a male robot, and if it's doing the washing up. Therefore, it must be a Mrs.
0: Robot. No, not at all. I am saying, is it a pleasure bot, yeah, or is it a? Where I oh, thought I you were. See. <laughs> or is I it I a? See, that is where I, I yeah.
2: am naive and is it, is it a soldier bot? I don't think the ladies have. Uh,
1: I've never heard a lady talk about the want for a, for a pleasure bot. Now, um, is there a butler? bot
2: you have been speaking to the right
1: ladies. <laughs> <laughs> is there a butler
0: bot? If because if there is a butler bot. Does that I mean? I think a, there is a. There's a, a, there's but, is a but, can a
1: butler be a woman? I don't believe that they can. I think that a butler is a, a gendered title.
2: That's interesting. What about the Hoover bot? Because you can get a Hoover bots so go around and around in circles. Really. I, I wouldn't
1: consider them to be gendered, I'd just consider them to be a machine.
0: Ah, okay. But can they ever achieve consciousness? Well, no. But they could say, I think therefore I am, and that means that's it.
1: Yeah, I don't think René Descartes had really envisioned the future when he he's thought about uh, life and sentience and stuff. <laughs> mm. I think he he's stood the test of time for a good 300 years or so, but uh, yeah, after that, I prefer the uh, the philosopher's drinking song from Monty Python, uh, René Descartes I drink, therefore I am.
2: <laughs> it's a motto I live by every yeah.
0: day. <laughs> I'm not familiar with the works of Descartes. <laughs> Other than I think, therefore, I am.
1: He is a, I believe he is a Christian, he was a theist as well as a philosopher. I may be wrong because it wasn't one of the philosophers that I really studied. So, mm-hmm. so, this, we, is,
2: so this, this has week, taken a swing, so hasn't this, it? So, this week we've got brand new Prime Minister, new cabinet, a robot running over a child's foot. And it was the child's fault, obviously, because the child fell
1: over. Yep, naturally.
2: Yeah.
1: Children do all sorts of things who, that who wrong, is, don't they? Sorry,
0: yeah. I might have missed this. You've already said it. But who is being sued? Who's the, who is the? Is it Google who have made this? Or is it somebody else who's made this?
1: Um, it's somebody else. It's not Google that are being sued. Although they're being sued for some other reason, an antitrust um, suing. So, presumably, uh, they're trying to bully other companies in some manner. Um, who makes the machine... It is a company called Nightscope, I think. Nightscope. Uh,
2: yeah. It's a little bit like another 1980s throwback. Nightrider. Oh,
0: yeah. Night yes. with Kit. Rider
2: With Kit. Uh, yeah.
0: And Kit's nemesis,
1: Car.
2: Yeah, Car. I like the Hoffman. And enough. let me just join the dots between cars and children here when we talk about funny things that kids say. So I was driving my son back um, from uh, from Cadets, and he said to me, as I was driving along, does it hurt? And I said, does what hurt? And he said, falling in love. So I thought, well, you know, where do we go with this one? This is a long conversation. I said, well, sometimes, you know, it can. He said, no, I mean, you know, when you get shot. What? So (laughs) I said, what do you mean when you get shot? He said, well, you know, when the big fat baby and the nappy shoots you and you fall in love, does that hurt? At which point I realised he was talking about Cupid. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so there's a motto in that. So if anybody knows whether it does hurt when you get shot by the big fat baby in the nappy and you fall in love, then just let us mm. know. Yeah. yeah.
0: In terms of news, I have finally managed to get hold of a, uh, a Gator version of Pokemon Go. Yeah. For my phone, and I caught my first Pokemon in
1: at work. At
0: work today, Free. I caught Bulbasaur, and I feel really, really proud. He was na- he was nestled on top of. A colleague's desk. So, if you don't know Pokemon, which most people I know Pokemon,
2: do. I remember. You've got to catch them all. The, yeah, the cartoons. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Where did the theme tune go? How
1: Pokemon. Did... Oh, you're my best friend, and a world we must defend.
2: Pikachu. Yeah. yeah. Pikachu. Yeah. That's Pikachu. right. Pikachu. <laughs> I used to like Pikachu. Pikachu was yeah. cute. Pikachu. And Team Team Rocket then. Team Rocket yes, Pokemon? Yeah, exactly. yeah.
1: You were your Pokemon yeah. knowledge.
2: Yeah. You and
1: remember things about Pokemon that I don't remember. And I was a child at the time.
2: <laughs> and what are you talking So to so say? so was,
1: so was Nicky actually, um, <laughs> for the sake of uh, the podcast. Yeah, uh, because yes. you can't sit. Yeah. <laughs>
2: but clearly I wasn't a child at the time. But my children were children at the time. Uh, yes. Yeah.
0: And they play Pokemon. And therefore
2: I was subjected to all the T V programmes that they were subjected to. Including Pokemon... Um, you mean you
0: enjoyed all the children's Postman programmes Pet, that I they wanted to watch? I particularly
2: liked oh, Postman Pat. Yeah. yeah. In the, where, where was
1: it based? Ponty...
2: No, that, you're Fireman thinking of Farmer Sam. Sam. And yeah. and Norman. Norman. Naughty Norman was a so, Farmer Sam. I'm just
1: going to remember... Did the they watch
0: Bertha as well? Was Bertha? Bertha? Yeah.
2: don't know. I don't know.
0: So Bertha be. is a printing manufacturing machine...
2: Oh, yes, yes. I do remember Bertha. Yeah, lovely Bertha. 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 Lovely Bertha. Oh, and I and now I can't remember the song. So I can remember Post and Pat. Post and Pat, I found vaguely. Can you remember well, the yeah. Fireman
1: Sam song?
2: When he hears the fire bell chime, Fireman Sam is there on time, pulling on his coat and hat. In less than seven seconds, well, I think that's a record. He's always yeah. on call. Well, Simon, Sam Simon Cowell engine.
0: did exploit <laughs> Bob the Builder, didn't he, and got Bob the Builder to number one. Yes,
2: yeah. Bob the Builder. Can we fix it, Bob the Builder? Yes, we yes, can. Yes, we can.
1: Mm.
2: Yeah. M- gender,
1: right. gender stereotyping yeah. in that. Wasn't you see,
2: I? yeah, this, this a little bit Postman Pat, Bob the Builder. Fireman Sam. Fireman Sam. I
0: mean, this will go way over Dale's head and probably a lot of people outside of the UK. But Nicky and I were doing a bit of reminiscing, and we both remember the Flumps.
1: The Flumps. I'm, I'm aware of the, flumps. the Are you flumps. Aware of the
0: Flumps. Are you aware of Button
1: Moon? Button Moon. Yeah.
2: I think, well, not exactly. Do you, do you know what? I when there's one thing I remember and nobody else remembers is Humphrey Cushion. Humphrey Cushion used to live in Hector's house. And Humphrey Cushion—if you ever look at Humphrey Cushion's nose—how some of this stuff got through onto television is beyond me. But if you can Google Humphrey Cushion and look at his nose,
1: uh, it's the most inappropriate children's like program ever made. There was an episode where they, <laughs> they were talking to the screen and encouraging children to play with their twanga.
2: <laughs> so, eight, so eighties children's television great but one thing that has always bothered me wasn't bothered me but in the 1970s at school in break time you had a tuck shop so you could go and you could buy
1: penny sweets
2: penny sweets and then the dentist used to come into school every now and again and look at your teeth
1: and say you shouldn't be buying penny sweets
2: but but so i i reckon we ate quite a lot of sugar way back
0: but it's all relative yeah. though wasn't it because yeah. the volume of penny sweets you used to be able to get was never that much
2: and we used to do a lot more walk. so we used to walk to school
0: yeah same here
2: and walk back to school
0: i did for primary school i couldn't high school it was too far
2: mm. yeah
1: i did the same for primary school um couldn't for high school no. it
0: was uh, eight miles yeah it's 10 for me yeah so you can't do that well you could you just have to get it really early Nicky's from a
1: town in Yorkshire though, so she's hardy.
2: Yeah, she's ardy. We, yeah we, we used to dig ourselves out of the snow and walk to school. My Yorkshire granny was ace, but really embarrassing. And I once went out with this guy who was uh, really popular and he used to wear um, Farrah trousers and um, Kappa jumpers and all that kind of girl. Oh, he a Kappa jumper. Bleached blonde hair, so he used to put the sun in, in his hair. And I thought he was lovely and my granny thought he was terrible. And um, in woodwork, he cut his thumb. And we went to my granny's for lunch. And he was sitting there, like, oh, my thumb, my thumb. And she said, just sit in and let, t- let me take a look at that. So she looked at his thumb and she said, that was not what I wants to do with that. And he said, no. She said, that wants to pee on it. What? Yeah, so so it, it's actually scientifically proven that urine contains certain. So uric acid is actually really good for healing cuts, and they do actually synthesise it and use it in cream. But in Yorkshire, they knew this, so urine was good for all sorts of things. They used to use it for setting dyes in um, in clothing, and then they, they did that
1: with Harris Tweed, didn't yeah, they? Originally, they yeah. used to soak it in them and piss.
2: And I don't know why we why we sort of. Oh, Bear grills just drinks
1: it, doesn't he? See I draw the line of
2: drinking it, I'm not
0: sure I can do it. But Nice bit of plain background noise for everybody.
2: Yeah, where he's off to.
0: It's the uh, local MP he's been called into uh, (laughs) Parliament now for his uh,
1: promotion. God, I hope not.
2: So what is annoying me about all this political comment at the moment is the fact that they keep talking about, oh my goodness, well, all these women that are being appointed to the cabinet. Oh I mean, well, my goodness, true. we've got a female a female Prime Minister. So my problem with the media is that the more they make this into a big deal and make it look as if it's some unachievable thing that's suddenly been achieved, it makes it's a barrier in itself. And if they just normalised it and just said, "I, your friend, Liam Fox, has been appointed to the cabinet, and then Amber Rudd has been appointed to the cabinet, without yeah. going, oh my goodness, she's appointed lots of women. You make it into mm. this big thing. Which yeah, in fairness,
1: there's lots of, uh, lots of competent men and women, and there's lots yeah. of incompetent men and women as well. Absolutely.
2: Like... But think, by making really big deals well, d- of all these things. On the BBC right.
0: this morning, Harriet told me that she heard the journalists say the reason why Theresa May did not stay in Downing Street last night is because she didn't have a nightie. And you just think, really?
1: What? Really? Yeah. My, my head's going, who the hell was she briefing with that information?
2: Yeah. And who cares? Who
1: cares? I couldn't care less.
2: Except the <laughs> Daily Mail would care about that. Yeah, yeah the but they'd want a picture, they a night, a picture of her in the night. And or so
0: would the Sun, or maybe yeah. not. The readers yeah. of the we Sun might not. Reader, yeah. yeah. That's <laughs> yeah. not an image that I particularly want. <laughs> I'm quite terrified now. Yeah, so
2: so they may be more interested in what these women were wearing, what shoes they were wearing, and what their policies
0: looked like. That, that translates into. Into films as well because i don't know if you remember seeing jurassic world last <gasps> year Then
2: the woman spent the whole time running through jurassic world in a pair of stilettos yeah you would have taken those off you would have taken your stilettos off at no point the would most
0: important be... thing though is though not only was she running stilettos she outran a tyrannosaurus rex
2: <laughs> them going, though, in
0: her high heels yeah. which is pretty epic she you've got to say fair play right? to her yeah i yeah. mean it was a bit of an amazing i mean the, they did joke about it saying why are you going around in those shoes and then to which point she just carried on yeah but you would have thought a comfortable pair of yeah. trainers would have made it a lot easier
2: yeah. I bet she had terrible blisters yeah. at the end of that what? I just want to say that that is a green woodpecker in the background
0: I'm surprised you could hear the green woodpecker a green the pla-
2: woodpecker and a plane yeah.
0: what kind of plane is it? <laughs> we are it's a Cessna yeah, we're, we're, <laughs> We're definitely over the Cessna (laughs) Cessna flight path, this isn't, fortunately this isn't Heathrow, this is... Well (laughs) (laughs) done! Yeah. Yeah. Leafy Warwickshire.
2: James, why are you wearing a um, a smiley face dick on your tie? (laughs) Because
0: that's just me. Okay. No, it was, Ryan put it on my tie and it's, I've just never taken it off. So, um,
1: what's next on the
0: agenda, Uh, podcast host number one? So, podcast host number one, yeah. We've asked, Dan and I have all our contributions, but as Nikki is, is brand new to the show, um, what's, what? one of the questions we've asked in the past is what's your favourite book? Mm,
2: my favourite book? Okay, so my favourite book is, an, is a, in fact I've got loads of favourite books and this is really hard. This is like Desert Island Discs and trying to work out which ones you would really, really like? So I, I went
1: straight in with a click for mine. Did
2: you? What did you go in for? Uh,
1: I, I went in for a bit of George Orwell in 1984.
2: No, you see, 1984. So, so Gabrielle D'Annuzio, The Child of Pleasure, I think, one of my all time favourite books. Really, really like that. So, what's that about? So, this is about a count who um, is, has his reputation for just falling in love with. Madly in love with women, and he becomes very obsessed with this one woman, and it's all about this story about. Is it and, a Mills and Boone? No, it's not. <laughs> a Mills and Boone. It's a classic. It's um. It's, it's, when you say classic, good.
0: When, did it, when did it? When was it? When did it come out?
2: Oh, it's it's uh, it's eighteen. 18- 1800s, translated James I'm
1: James sorry. also had a, had a guess at what mine was going to be and it was a book that I had read recently I said, you'll guess what mine is you know, my, my bleeding heart liberal credentials and James went is it the Ragged Treasure of Philanthropy <laughs> which, which is a good book uh, not tremendously written but very, very kind of thought provoking
0: yeah, I had that book
1: never read it so, Lust so you've old, got your it? count who falls madly in love with women. Yeah. Before we got sidetracked on Mills and Boon.
2: Yeah. So, so that is that's a that's a really good book. And then Jude the Obscure, Thomas Hardy. You love that book. Never
1: read it. That's great.
2: Harvard. Seen the film. Yeah.
0: Kate Winslet and Christopher Eccleston.
2: Yeah, it's great. I really, I really like that. It's Very depressing. Jude no, well, <laughs> the, the bit that yeah.
0: It's Stone hardy, maester. they're all, ha- Major, all hardy yeah, Is depressing. All got
2: that. Let's think of something jolly, let's think of a, a jolly book. Actually one of my favourite books is the Alice B. Toklas Cook book. Oh yes, yeah. Yeah, you were telling so me this about is this great. This, this is this is, this is not fiction and not non-fiction so I call it faction maybe. So Alice B. Toklas was the girlfriend of Gertrude Stein, the artist and they lived in France and they had Part lots the and lots of
1: metropolitan Paris yeah, elite. they
2: were and they had lots of artists and writers to dinner and Alice used to cook for them so she made this cookbook with all the recipes and the dishes that she created for these different artists and then it's got a lot of um, lovely um, sort of prose about what, it, what they did and their life together um, fantastic it's really good mm.
1: I liked To Kill a Mockingbird as well, I, I only read that recently as well, so I, I did a thing where all of the books that I missed at school but other people uh, read, I decided to read and it turns out that uh, my English teacher must have not liked us very much because he chose the books that were inferior.
0: <laughs> I, and when I, well, as I was at school there was stuff like, we um, did Macbeth and then at college I did Hamlet. But I also got to do uh, the old man in the sea, which was pretty interesting by Hemingway. But then, uh, uh, when I did my A levels, I had to do Jane Eyre. Now, as a 17-year-old boy reading Jane Eyre didn't really work for me. No,
2: and that's the problem, isn't it, with the, with the, the, liter- the literature that they use for children in schools? is very Dry, but also, today's books, the the language is really dumbed down. So when I look at the books that I used to read, so there's a great book called Grinny by Nicholas Fisk, um, which is on the top 100 books that your children should read. And it's a brilliant, brilliant book about um, great Aunt Emma, who comes to stay, and the parents of these two children just take her in, um, because basically she's an alien from outer space, and she's brainwashed them and she's dressed up like an old lady but she's not actually an old lady so underneath it she's an alien. Someone's
1: told me about this before, it was possibly
2: you. This is brilliant and the children have got this nailed so they know that this is not Great Aunt Emma, this is an alien and they have to save the day and, and dispatch her but the language in there is quite complex and the vocabulary is quite complex so when I read it to my then 12 year old we would stop and he would say, well, What does that word you? Really? What does that word mean? And actually, the language that they use. So, my worry is that actually the English language is, people's vocabulary is shrinking and we don't use enough of our really great words. So, what's your favourite word? What's your favourite word of all time? If you could say a word over and over and over and over again, what would you say? Uh,
0: that's a very good question, actually. Mm, what would I say?
1: I like obf- obfuscate
0: and. Uh... So like. For its sheer pretentiousness I like anti-disestablishment and Terrorism
1: I like reify yeah, as well Which is say. a word I didn't know Until I went to university um, So it's like Reify is To make a concept real To some degree It's quite a nice Nice word And uh, once I've learnt uh, The word I, I shoved it into every essay I could
2: and that's really important isn't it because if you've got a word that you like or a word that you've just learned you have to keep using it so you remember it and you use it again
1: I have to say that um, like, for all of the dumbing down like the most popular children's book series of my lifetime is obviously Harry Potter and JK Rowling she she wasn't like a simple from a, a language perspective, she used more complex vocabulary than a lot of books that I've read before and since for children and adults. So um, I think
0: What was smart about Rowling though is that she changed the books to suit the audience because she knew her audience was getting away. Okay, yeah. 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 So it matched it matched the style, yeah. which is quite she clever. Also
2: made it words as well that then have now made it into the dictionary, like muggles.
1: Yeah. Yeah that was a classic.
2: One of my favourite words is crepuscular. They love that word. Crepuscular.
1: Which means to
2: so that's when it's nearing twilight it's that kind of light you get when it's almost gone but not quite gone sort of like a grave and it's sort of to do with graves and that sort of almost like a gothic word Mm. so when you see the sky
0: so you can imagine it really
2: dark and heavy and pendulous is another word so if you've got big dark pendulous clouds in big
0: pendulous moon, that type yeah, of thing. Yeah, the crepuscular sky.
2: That's do you think great. that? Um, as I feel like it,
0: I'm reading Bram Stoker right now.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I do feel like as a result of um, shrinking vocabulary, uh, when people write, they use more words than they need to. Yes. Yeah. So yes. I, I find myself doing this on first draft. So I'll refer to something as "very" something, and it's a terrible thing to do, really, because there tends to be a word that means "very," uh, very sad, like miserable or. Like, you can basically always find a word that means the extreme of something, and they're great words. They tend to be uh, quite.
0: Serendipity, that's one of my favourite words. I like that word. I like positive words.
1: I like propensity as well. Yeah,
2: that's a good word. I like words.
1: Dickering is one of my
2: favourites. Profligacy. Ah, yes, that's a good word.
0: Screed.
2: Screed.
0: So you have a screed of text, it goes on longer than it needs to.
2: I'm thinking flooring. Yeah, I know.
0: <laughs> I could tell as soon as you thought that. Oh yeah, floor does need levelling somewhere <laughs> in the
2: house.
1: Oh.
0: So, what about stuff we've been watching? everybody watching anything recently on TV or at the cinema or anything along those lines?
1: So I joined in with uh, Lisa Marie and started watching uh, Brief Encounters, the TV drama about... Uh, and some as uh, sales reps and women starting to do that in the 80s I assume, everyone seemed to be dressed in that sort of way.
0: Power dressing, um, big shoulder pads.
1: No, well no, they were, they were, they were normal lasses as opposed oh, to... Oh ok, uh, so
0: know, badly fitting stonewashed jeans and uh, baggy t-shirts. Big yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, Big hair, yeah. big jumpers, Yeah, Not, perms.
1: Enough, not enough big hair. Um, so I thought it was a bit naff to be honest. Um, but it was amusing in, in, at times, and could be worth a watch if you're in the UK. It's on the ITV hub. Uh, I'll probably give the next episode a watch to see if uh, my initial opinion was correct. Um, otherwise, I have watched some House and Breaking Bad, uh, which I can't really tell the audience anything new about because they're the same as they always were. Yeah, which is uh, pretty cool. So I'm more of a
2: radio listener than a tv watcher mainly because i don't get a lot of time the one thing i have watched recently which i thought i would absolutely hate was so my son said come and watch deadpool with me so i actually watched deadpool but the burning question at the end of deadpool was how does he go to the toilet let's assume he's in the middle of this massive mission to save someone and he desperately needs to go to the toilet how does he get out of that suit how or does that just work?
1: just goes in it. Do you reckon? Yeah.
0: Because they ask that question in Iron Man too. Do they? And he says, just like this, and he wheezes himself in the suit and then tells he's got a filtration system. But, of course, Iron Man has a fully set of... Um, yeah. He a is a billionaire,
1: yeah, yeah. so, so I, Yeah, so I'm not so sure about the
2: whole Dead body. I, th- I think
0: he's probably gone before that, he needs to go, yeah, if that makes sense. The end of his
2: name, Paul, could come to mean all sorts of things. No.
0: Oh. Here's a bit of facts a bit of knowledge you can drop on your son later so you can sound really impressive so deadpool is a copy of a character called deathstroke from dc and is a literal spoof of him because okay. there's wade wilson who's deadpool and then there's slade wilson who's deathstroke so you can drop that knowledge bomb saying did you know the origins of it that he's a complete clone i'm
2: um, so we're gonna be down with the
0: kids later Boom. Yeah knowledge bomb and in yeah. terms
2: of uh, your Radio
1: 4 listening I was listening to Radio 4 comic, uh, comedy the other night called I've Never Seen Star Wars uh, it's pretty good they invite a celebrity on there it's presented by is
0: it Marcus uh, Brickstock?
1: yeah British comedian Marcus Brickstock they invite someone on and they get them to do things that they've never done before so they had Rebecca Front who was off of the thick of it
0: and um, early Alan Partridge. And
1: early Alan Partridge? Who she um, play in that? She played Gold.
0: lots and lots of different female characters from a sort of page three uh, stunner all the way through to the programme that was gonna take over which was gonna be about lesbians. Aha. Uh-huh. Uh, so it was just Can you
2: do the accent of the girlfriend that Alan Partridge has? On, I can't remember which series. So she's uh, the yes. polity lady?
0: Yes, yeah. he talks a bit, like, hey, Alan. Yay. Alan, I wanna
2: go do this, Alan. Alan, we go this.
0: Well, of course, there's something a bit more I bought at. You look familiar. bought that. Yeah, sixty <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. times here, yeah, instinct's never born even. So I need to be careful because you're gonna find a lot of people if you work here. Yeah.
1: So
2: if like I can understand what you're saying. Yes. Had, uh, yeah,
1: Rebecca Front was on it. Nicola Murray from The Thick of It. Uh, they had her. Uh, Unfortunately for her, they had her going and playing cricket for the first time, which she said she did for about 20 minutes, she probably might do it again, 5 out of 10. Uh, they made her watch Mrs. Brown's Boys, which I wouldn't really wish on anyone. No. Uh, no, Mrs. Awful. Brown's Boys is like the lowest form of comedy in my opinion, sorry if you like it. Uh, as always, you can uh, fire abuse at me on Twitter, at DaleMC underscore. Um, but, um, yeah, it's a terrible, terrible programme absolutely puerile humour, massively like uh,
0: The main storylines are terrible, but the idea behind it that made, that made Mrs Brown very popular was the fourth wall breaking, so they'd start laughing on set and then the camera would show there's a TV studio, not deliberately, just by accident, it's those gaffes, so like the camera would come through the window and they'd drop those mm-hmm. into the show as well and that's the bit that made it popular. Yeah. But. The general storyline it's,
2: so it's so yeah. much more funny. That's not even. That's not a proper sentence. It's so much more funny. It's no. much funnier. Is what I meant to say. Yes. When things go wrong. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a, it's a Can be. Terrible, yeah. terrible,
1: terrible, terrible program, which really isn't made for this day and age. It seems to have been made for seventies humour. It's very, very backwards.
2: But it's interesting. Mm. What makes people laugh? Yeah. Because like, there's an art to. I can't
1: say that really I have never laughed yeah. watching any of it. But, but, is, but I don't a, find so, it
2: funny. So what? Yeah, yeah. So my question is: Is all the swearing and profanity in today's comedy really necessary? Because if I so my favourite um, comedy, so I used to love Victoria Wood. Used to love um, Faulty Towers. Yeah,
1: a bit and, of the John
2: Cleckies. Yeah, used to love that. And. There was no swearing in that. It was all it was a lot of tongue in cheek stuff, so you you get children watching a little bit like pantomime and the puns. A bit of go like racism. Over the Okay, <laughs> yeah, alright, i take your point on that. But maybe where we've become politically correct in some respects you just they just seem to fire off. But yeah. you think
0: if you look at the top level of British comedy programmes, so have to go a long way to excel beyond Blackadder's series two, yes. three and four don't you hilarious so you do have band language in those but you also have extremely clever word yeah. play yeah. lots and lots of sarcasm and really good you've characters got, as well yeah but then you've got phoenix nights which for me is one of my favorite shows i love it it's continuously funny and there's loads of swearing in that
1: well i'd say like there's a difference between swearing for a reason and just kind of throwing it in because you can't think of anything else yeah. to say and mrs brown's boys does a lot of throwing it in because yeah. you can't think of anything else to say Listen, yeah, but, and
2: so it's sort of a barrage isn't it of yeah oh feck 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 yeah.
0: Farce, farce. yeah but feck doesn't mean the same as what you're thinking feck means something slightly different
1: yeah does it
0: yeah they say yeah it's not it's not a, it's not a swear word
1: Well, yeah be as that may it is kind of the audience it's aimed at it, it will be taken as a swear word, so um, yeah. But then, like Rebecca Front said that she didn't like all the needless swearing in it, and she was in the thick of it, which yeah. has a huge amount of swearing in it. But I think it's swearing well delivered in a way, um, it's
0: it's but it's d- it's done knowingly, yeah, and exaggerated, isn't it? It's not yeah. thrown in, like you say, for shock value. This is done to for pure, it's like. So if anybody across the pond is listening to us, if you watch Veep on HBO, yeah, it's the, the thick of it program, is the yeah. British version of it, but, it's, but I would love to have seen Malcolm Tucker, who is the communications director for the Prime Minister, go up against... Uh, Selena Meyer because I think that would have been absolutely hilarious because Malcolm Tucker would not, doesn't hold back against anybody including the film In the Loop where he uh, oh, that was completely amazing. trashes James Gandolfini <laughs> as a, an American general which you think you don't really mess with Tony Soprano unless you're Malcolm Tucker because yeah. he just doesn't care who you are. The only person he seems to be timid around is a Prime Minister who you never actually get to see.
1: Yeah. So it's like what was the yeah, she said that the experience of watching it, she gave it five out of ten. And Mark Brickstock tried to push her on what she'd actually give the uh, the program itself, and she wouldn't go there. I think she said, uh, "I've just received my tax bill, and uh, I wouldn't mind marrying into uh, Brendan, whatever his <laughs> name is his family off of uh, Mrs. Brown Brown's Boys, presumably only for money, because uh, not her kind of comedy bowl." stretch not the Radio fork audience kind of comedy if no. we're honest um, yeah so yeah, there you are a bit of radio commentary rather than TV uh, James indeed something
0: different I mean from I've been you know, watched um, Highlander on Monday and we'll, there's an episode of the podcast that should go up hopefully later today about that it's his 30th anniversary have you ever seen Highlander before yep. Christophe Yeah. Christophe Lambert yeah
2: And Sean Connery
0: as a so you've got a a Swiss Frenchman playing a Scotsman, and you've got a Scotsman playing an Egyptian Spaniard, which is just hilarious, absolutely hilarious! But um, very good soundtrack, Queen's second best soundtrack, in my opinion. Of course, you can't beat Flash, Flash Gordon, Flash, "Ah, IR, Saving the Universe, Ah. exactly, Savior of the Universe. God, god, god rest his soul um, you have to go a long way to be a voice like Freddie Mercury um, and then I've been still watching Star Trek the original series the HD versions are on Netflix at the moment it's still camp, when it's good it's very good and when it's bad it's William Shatner it's it's just very very bizarre some of the episodes, like the most recent one I've watched involves involves um, the Enterprise being held by a giant hand which is from the god Apollo so Basically saying the, the gods of ancient Olympus did exist. They did come to see us, and then they fled when we stopped loving them. In this they're whole episode, in space. yeah, now they're back on a planet, and um, they defeat Apollo, and Apollo returns to the gods in some kind of form. But also, another episode that I watched recently involves a probe that mankind sent into space, and um, it was damaged. And because of the damage it received, it met with an alien intelligence who upgraded it and made it very, very dangerous. Uh, so, yeah, it brings up back to the AI robot cleaner. What could happen if and the robot cleaner... And it makes me feel that
2: those episodes of Lost in Space, you know, you look at those now, it's come a long way.
0: Well, uh, there was I, another
2: robot in that.
0: Yeah, Robbie. Yeah. Well, what I remember about Lost in Space, uh, the original TV series, when it was repeated on Channel 4 along with Land of the Giants. Not the
2: original one.
0: No, (laughs) I wasn't around in the first aired, and neither were you, Nicky. But I remember um, doing one particular episode where the spaceship lands and somebody on an alien planet, uh, another human being from Earth, um, who's also lost in space, says their spaceship's late 1990s, which you kind of think... Wow, there were, really, were positive, forward-thinking people in the nineteen yeah, fifties yeah. who thought that would be the case. But um, yeah, I've not seen that. But Netflix apparently are going to do a brand new series of that.
2: I've got the book set.
0: Of, of, of Lost a in box space. Set of
2: Lost in space. Yeah,
0: that's a proper commitment. How it many is. episodes do they do? Do you remember?
2: I can't remember how many. Actually, more than I more than I can remember because there are episodes on there when I watch it that I don't remember. Having seen before,
0: well, Doctor Smith was a great.
2: Doctor Smith was great, wasn't he? a great. He a great buddy. Yeah, he was a great buddy. Because
0: he was kind of good, but most of the time he wanted to cause trouble. Yeah. But yeah. It, it reinforced fifties uh, America big time, didn't it? Yeah.
2: But Twilight Zone. And, and what was the other? What was the other program that was on about the same time? So w- when they reran those, and there was another. So did that, people who were sh- so it was so they've been shrunk.
0: Land of the Giants Land of the
2: Giants So they hadn't been shrunk. They'd no. just gone to the gone. They've got, they have gone into space they yeah.
0: crash-landed Land of the Giants that of was good. the Giants That was
2: Sunday it That was, was Sunday television viewing
0: Yeah the Time so tunnel
2: And Doctor Who was Saturday Always yeah. yeah Doctor Who was Saturday And then after he got back God, From school So terrible at sci-fi chat
0: Well, no, not necessarily
2: I'm not a sci-fi
1: watcher really
0: hey, You like 1984 Is one of your favourite books?
1: Indeed, indeed I know you're, you're, you're enjoying results. it
0: more for the socio-political elements and the fact that it's a destruction of libertarianism and democracy,
1: yeah. but
0: uh, the rest of us are just look at it thinking it's an epic piece of sci-fi where there's people <laughs> watching you in every way, shape and form. So it works on a number of levels. The movie's not very good though. I no, think I've Bra- not
1: seen any, Bra- any of those.
0: Brazil is a slightly better version of 1984 mm, in terms of mm, a movie, mm, though mm. it is epically weird at the same time, but of course from the mind of Terry Gilliam, what else do you expect? Yeah. The new Ghostbusters is out this week as well. Oh,
2: see, I've heard about this. So,
0: it it was the most hated video on YouTube ever, which is quite bizarre, really. And the critical reviews have come out, and the critics have sort of said, actually, it's pretty good, it's it's funny. Okay, the plot's pretty much exactly the same as the original, but all the female Um, leads are pretty good. There might be some characters you don't like, but that would be the same when you looked at the original. And,. I've noticed on stuff like 9gag and Imager, there's been quite a few posts of still loads of people hating on it. And you just think Ghostbusters was a good film.
2: Yeah. But should you ever meddle with something like
0: that? But I just kind of think, so what? Yeah. So, so what? It's like Highlander. Highlander is ripe for a remake because watching it again, as I did, and seeing it in, in, on Blu-ray, it's got a lot of gaps in it. Some of the effects are really ropey. And it is a cult film, and the Kurgan is an awesome character. But I wouldn't necessarily think that it's deserted. It's, it's like when you do books, of, when, you, when you, if you adapt a book for a film. There's been multiple versions of films, of uh, books, sorry. And there's nothing wrong with it. It doesn't mean that one version's perfect and the other one's wrong. You find one that you like and you stick with it. It's like the Count of Monte Cristo. There's been at least three or four attempts at that. I quite like the Jim Caviezel one, which was from a few years ago with Guy Pearce um, as the main villain. But then I also like the old one with uh, uh, Robert Donat, who also was Goodbye Mr. Chips. It's
2: funny, funny, isn't it? I was just trying to think of a film that's been...
0: Yes. We're not talking about catch <laughs> No. I'm trying
2: Say to think of a, of a, a remake of a film which is much better than the original. So for me the so the Wicker Man, the original Wicker Man.
0: Oh yeah, you want to see that
2: that. When they, they so they they remade that, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, mm, Johnny Depp, I suppose if you hadn't seen the original, that for me was
0: I think it's Gene Wilder though that makes Charlie and the Joker yeah, well yeah. Willy Wonka as they called it then they changed the name didn't they yeah. but I think you, there are some films that the remakes are better so The Thing which Ooh. I lent to Dale I don't know if he's had a chance to watch yet which is a remake of The Thing from Another World is far superior far superior there's quite a lot of films it's like I'm just trying to think of some other ones that have been done recently that you just think Actually, that, that is a big, big improvement on what came before. What I would like to see, though, is if a film's like Robocop, the recent remake of Robocop. Now, the first film is a classic. The sequels drop in quality quite deeply, but the remake just felt completely unnecessary. And it definitely felt like a bit of a cash grab because it was reduced down mm. to a 12A and just kind of... think, well, we've got kind of loses the point because the point is it's the destruction of human form and becoming something else and of course then you get the Jesus allegory mm. linked to it and all that type of stuff but I, I do think it's there this, this should if an idea is good but it's not executed correctly I don't see a problem with people having another go and doing it in a different so I, way
2: so I, well, I think you can do it in a very different way so you look at the Rocky films, you've got Rocky
0: Balboa, Bilboa, Balboa,
2: Balboa, Rocky Balboa. So you look at the Rocky films and you've got Rocky Balboa, and then, have you seen Creed? Yes, yeah, amazing. So that's amazing. So then you've got Rocky in a film, a standalone film, about boxing, about a young guy who's you know, toughing it out and wanting to get, I love that film.
0: I did a blog on my website, and on my website I put my top five films that I've seen this year. And Creed was in that five. That top was amazing. List, I, I was, I, I was
2: in there fighting his corner with him. I thought that was great. I think
0: what really helps is Sylvester Stallone is great support, and he deserved a lot of the plaudits. But Michael B. Jordan, who played the son yeah, the of son Apollo of, Creed, yeah. he's such a charisma yeah, machine.
2: It was amazing.
0: He makes, he makes acting look effortless, yeah, and you yeah. want to get behind him every time you see him on screen. He
2: yeah, was great.
0: And I really enjoyed that. But going back to our book conversation as well um one of my favorite films this year was a book of uh, an adaptation of uh, a Jane Austen short story novella called Lady Susan and the book the film is called Love and Friendship
2: I haven't I haven't seen that oh,
0: it is so good it's so good once you get your head around the language which is what we were talking about earlier and you familiarize yourself with how that works Kate Beckinsale's performance as Lady Susan is so so good I mean, this woman cuts everybody down to size and to ribbons with her comments, the delivery. Everything is pitch perfect. I highly recommend watching it. It's definitely one of my favourite films of the year. Um, but what else did I put in that list? So I think that was my third favourite film of the year. Deadpool was at two and Captain America Civil War was at number one, but that's because I'm a Marvel nut job.
2: I did like Deadpool much more than I expected to. Yeah, much Deadpool more was than I my favourite comic like film
1: uh um, it's like a comedy more
0: than a I think there is, if I was to do a list of my favourite comic films, it probably would be there, but I would, uh, um, particularly I as like the style the it
1: Spider-Man's
0: is, well. uh, Kick-Ass would sit above Deadpool in terms of being that more subversive. Is purely
1: because you heard a 12-year-old child say the uh, C-word?
0: No, it's because it's more subversive and... I think Matthew Vaughan is a better director.
1: I haven't seen uh, Kick-Ass in years, so I can't really... Uh...
0: Kick-Ass is phenomenally good. So,
2: yeah. so, a really good film that I watched recently is Adult Life Skills with Jodie Whittaker. Well, I don't have any of those. That She's is, a great actress, as Jodie it's Whittaker. It's fantastic. So it's a British comedy, absolutely brilliant. Really good. So, this is about that. a 30-year-old woman whose twin brother died... And she's kind of given up on life, and she's living in a shed at the bottom of her mother's garden. So the mother and the grandmother live together in a bungalow. She lives in a shed at the bottom of the garden. Do, I, do they know that? No. So she, they know she's there, and they're trying to get her out of the shed. And, and it's just really funny, but it's really clever, and it's and it's really I it's that one out. really worth watching.
0: I do like her as an actress. We watched yeah. Attack the Block the other day. It's
2: quite. It it it's got a nice. It's it's not a, it's not polished it's not a highly polished it's it's very it's fly on the wall you feel like you're quite natural sort of very film natural style, yeah. film and it's and it's really funny and it's got a charm to it and you actually start and, and when you start to watch it you, I think for the first for the first maybe twenty minutes you're actually not sure you're yeah. weighing it up and then it draws you in and before you know it you're watching all of it and you're really engaged with it and it's really good.
0: Right, I'm conscious of time. Um, We will have to get back to our day jobs. Yeah. So, um, just a quick mention that the Highlander special will be available, like I say, either later today or tomorrow, and then also another mini-game special will be available. And then, all being well, this particular episode, which, if you're listening to it right now, is already available. Um, But then, everything will be available on YouTube eventually, as well as... Uh, by Podbean and the iTunes Store. So, if you want to shout out Dale and give him some abuse about his very, very democratic, liberal political views and/or lack of uh, sci-fi knowledge, you can contact him at.
1: Hey, my 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 democratic views are moving towards anti-democratic views as a result of what democracy's given us. Um,
0: so, Dale is going to become V. Yeah.
1: Uh, at Dale MC is where you can abuse me. I, I do don't still forget believe the underscore. In, I, yeah, underscore. You don't forget the underscore at the end. I do still believe in democracy. Just about. Narrative. And Nicky. I don't
2: even have a Twitter handle. You don't have
1: a Twitter no, handle. No, because that's
2: one thing we need to do.
1: Yes. So. You I can, did uh, have a Twitter
2: handle. Long story. I don't have one anymore.
0: So, we're going to set one up. Nicky the Nerd, I think, is appropriate. Nicky the Nerd. Nicky the Nerd. Okay,
2: yeah. Nicky
0: knows things. Nicky knows Nicky things. Nicky knows things. Yeah. That know Nicky things. wits. Nicky wits.
2: Yeah. I like Nicky knows things. And then I can. Witty Nicky. Witty Nicky. Shall I end it with a, a witty Nicky ditty?
0: A witty Nicky. Yeah, I think that's probably appropriate. Okay,
2: so we'll, we'll get So, my, my question. You on <laughs> so, my big question then is at what age is it appropriate to buy a man? A nose and ear hair trimmer. Because <laughs> the eye, so I made up this verse.
1: I'm, she's looking at me I'm at not, the moment, and I'm not there. Like, but I, yeah. made up
2: this, so I made up this verse for men who turn 40, and I'm not sure that actually that's the right age. So the verse goes like this Now you are 40, you may start to worry that the hair you have left will depart in a hurry. You may even be tempted to go to extremes and hang upside down while you rub in strange creams. At 40 your hairline might start to recede but elsewhere you'll grow far more hair than you need so don't be alarmed if your hair disappears it'll grow down your nostrils and out of each ear.
0: <laughs> 25 that's the age i'd say is <laughs> acceptable.
2: Yeah. So I think we should ponder this question. I
0: think that's right. We can ponder that on the Facebook page and we can put that on our Facebook page and see what people say.
2: It's all right, Dale. I can't see any.
0: So you can catch me at the first bat. Thank you for listening and we'll speak to you next week. Goodbye.
1: Bye. Bye.